And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for helping us understand your message today. Thank you for your goodness, and we bless you. We bless your Son, Jesus, and we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your host of heaven. We thank you for your angels guiding us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit leading us every day. And we just bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. We continue this week in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Now, I want you to imagine that you are asleep at night and you wake up the next morning and you find that the walls of your house have fallen down in the night. You wake up to realize what happened. Something happened before I woke up. Something of devastation happened before I woke up. And I wasn't here to witness it. I didn't know it had happened. I just woke up and I see all this devastation around me. I want you to imagine now you are born into this world out of your mother's womb and devastation has already happened in the world because a long time ago in the very beginning in Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 after Adam and Eve were created they went up to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and they sinned against the Lord because the Lord told them not to touch that one tree and that's the tree they ate the fruit thereof and God told them if you do that in that day you will surely die so as you wake up in this devastation around you you are born into this world with the devastation has already occurred when I say devastation I mean the world has fallen man has fallen the human race fell because of one man's sin, Adam. And that sin was that they ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil when they shouldn't have done. They obeyed the devil who was in the form of the serpent. And because they obeyed the devil and they didn't obey God, we are all fallen. Man fell as a result. And everything that man had dominion over also fell. So that's why today we see sin in the world, we see devastation, we see people lying, cheating, killing, taking drugs to try to feel better, taking alcohol to try to feel better, because they are a human race that is fallen and they do not know the Lord. That is until individual people come to know the truth of Jesus And they understand that there was a Savior named Jesus, and that person decides to receive Jesus and make him Lord and Savior in their life. In other words, the human race decides, after all, that it shouldn't have obeyed the serpent. It should now begin to obey God like it should have done at the tree. Now, we can see in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. Let's look at this section of Scripture. So verse 12, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man. What's that mean? Sin came into the world through Adam because Adam sinned at the tree with Eve. 
you can say that, well, Eve was the one that was tempted first. Well, yes, but Adam was knowledgeable of what was about to happen. He should have told his wife, do not touch the tree, because you know what God told us, so don't touch the tree. You know better, and we know better. But he didn't do that. Eve ended up eating of the fruit, and Adam also ate of the fruit. So Adam ate of the fruit. Sin came into the world, according to Romans chapter 5, verse 12, and it came into the world through one man, that one man being Adam. And so then it says, and death through sin. Sin came in, death came in, and focus on the fact that you you were born into this world with devastation already having occurred a long time before. Why I say this is because many people are walking around in condemnation saying, I shouldn't be sinning, I should have never sinned, and these are people who are born again. But being born again, you should know better that you shouldn't be sinning but there is no condemnation for those who are walking according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. You're in Christ, therefore you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, so there's no reason for you to sin. But if we do sin, if we do slip, like we talked about on previous programs, we immediately should be getting up and repenting and say, Lord, I'm sorry, please forgive me of all my sins, please cleanse me of all unrighteousness. For the rest of humanity that is not yet born again, These precious souls on the earth, while they may be lying, cheating, stealing, and all those things, they believe, as I did, that the counter, the measure of my performance on the earth, began at zero when I was born out of my mother's womb. In other words, I had done nothing wrong. I had never killed anybody. Because when I come out of my mother's womb, why would I be measured any differently than to start the performance counter at zero? But if you realize that we all were born into a world that was already in sin, and we were born with a sinful nature, that doesn't mean that at two minutes into our new life, out of our mother's womb, we were lying because we didn't even know how to talk at two minutes after our birth. But inherently in us was our spirit that was tainted with what happened at the Garden of Eden and the sin and the death entering into the world. We were children of the devil, and that is why we were leaning towards doing things that the devil wants to do. So for the people that you are ministering to that are not yet born again, they're not saved, what I sometimes try to tell them is, even while you are sinning, Christ died for you, but don't think that you were not already at a disadvantage. We were already at a disadvantage when we were born, all of us, when we were physically born out of our mother's womb, because a long time before we were born, there was two people who disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. So we were already at a disadvantage, if that makes sense to you today. But God had an answer for the human race. He sent his only begotten son because of the destruction and the disaster, the terrible situation that Adam and Eve, that single act of sin, caused the rest of human race for all eternity of people being created the natural way. Jesus is the one that was not born the way that everyone else is born on the earth. He was born supernaturally through Mary, of course. 
So when we see in chapter 5, verse 12, that therefore just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, then just understand that we are all affected. We were all affected before we became born again by the act of two people, particularly one man's sin, that's Adam. We were already at a disadvantage when we were born. If we are ministering to people who are not born again, or if you are not saved today, listening to this broadcast, if you are not saved and you're feeling really bad about yourself, you need to understand that you were already at a disadvantage when you were born because sin was already in the world and you were already tainted and leaning towards doing bad things. So try to distance yourself from this belief that your performance is measured based on every action that you take. And it's not your works. It's not how well you do on the earth that allows you into heaven or not. It is only by believing in the Savior that came to rescue you from the predicament and the disaster that it is around you with the fallen world. A lifeboat in the ocean is there to save those who are drowning. When you're born into this world, you're already drowning, trying to stay afloat because there was a disaster that occurred before you were born a long time ago. All of this happened and how this left us in this terrible situation, desperately needing a lifeboat to get rescued out of an ocean, a torrent storms, tsunami waves, trying to stay above the water to stay physically alive when the sinful nature of the world is trying to keep us under the water, trying to drown us. Satan is trying to bring us an early death because he does not want us to find the truth, the truth of the gospel, the truth of Jesus Christ, the truth that you can be saved, you should be born again being christened as a baby by a minister at six months old is not your ticket to heaven, okay? You need to make your own decision as a grown-up to receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord and give him over your life. Then you will find your life if you do that. And the blood of Jesus at the cross, that same blood that is is got the same strength today as it did 2,000 or more years ago, is going to cleanse you of all unrighteousness in your conscience. First John chapter 1, verse 9, if you confess your sin, it says that he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So those of you who are yet to be saved today on this broadcast, we want you to not feel that you have failed, even though we are all fallen until we are born again. But now is the time to realize that you do need a Savior. You do need a Savior to rescue you out of this ocean that you are drowning in, that you are barely staying above water. So today, all you need to do in your heart and not your mind, but in your heart, just believe in the name of Jesus. Believe that he came for you because God so loved you. He did not want you to perish, but he wanted you to receive eternal life, which is what we were all going to receive 
until Adam and Eve sinned at the tree. So now we need a Savior. We need Jesus, born of the Virgin Mary, with his blood not tainted by any sin because he wasn't conceived the normal way that everyone else is born from, from the man to the woman, from the man with the woman, and the woman gives birth. He came by immaculate conception through Mary. So that meant that he was not tainted. He did not come in already leaning towards performing sin. He was the sinless lamb sacrificed for us. And there is much rejoicing and gladness and celebrations to be had. And it's an amazing rescue. It's an amazing victory over darkness, over the demonic world that we live in, that we have Jesus that has defeated Satan. And Satan and all of his demons, all of his supposed kingdom, if that's what you want to call it, is defeated. He's a defeated foe, and all his demons are defeated with him because they support him. So, Jesus, just ask him into your heart. Say, Lord, please come into my heart today. I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. Please forgive me of all my sins. Teach me your word. Help me understand you. Help me understand your goodness and the goodness of the Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading me in my life. And thank you, Lord, that you will show me how I can do the same works and greater as you, because you said you went to the Father, and now we have the Holy Spirit. And if you receive Jesus in your heart and you believe that God raised him from the dead, you confess him as your Lord instead of sports or financial things as your God. If you confess Jesus as Lord and you don't confess anyone else as Lord, that is important. Every day we must focus on Jesus. We must let him lead us. We must follow him. We must take up our cross daily. We must follow him and not follow worries and anxiety and other people lording over us, trying to control us. We must focus on Jesus and we must please the Lord. Don't worry about man. Do not have a fear of pleasing man. Man is not going to justify your presence in heaven. Man is going to try to control you upon this earth. People are going to try and control you, and they're being influenced by evil. So focus on Jesus. Make God smile. It says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So use faith. Use the measure of faith that God has given you to believe in him, that He didn't have to send you a lifeboat to rescue you out of this ocean that you were drowning in. He didn't have to. We don't deserve being rescued. We deserved being drowned and going to hell. And not many people want to mention that word hell, but it is a place that exists, unfortunately getting used for people who have not confessed Jesus as Lord while they were here on this earth. They did not make him Lord. See, salvation is not automatic because we have free will. If we didn't have free will, we would be like robots. But God sees no purpose in controlling us as robots. Where is the love in that? God loves you. God wants to give you freedom and choice to choose the right way in all decisions. When you receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, God recreates your spirit, and that spirit that's recreated 
is in the image of God, in the character and the nature of God, the love of God living from within you. And now as you read the word of God, as you believe these scriptures, as you believe his promises about you, then you are being transformed into who God created you to be. And your old self is beginning to die away because all things are new. When you become born again, all things are of God. And everything that God creates is perfect. Remember, you were created perfect by God's hands, formed in your mother's womb by his hands, according to scripture. When you were born into this world, you were born at that moment with a sinful nature. But God didn't create your sinful nature. He formed you in your mother's womb perfect. You have all the limbs. You have hands. You have feet. You have a brain. You have an amazing body that has organs in it that function to keep you alive. Your body heals itself. That should tell you God's nature about healing. If he created your body to heal itself, then what does that say about the creator of the body? The creator wants everything reconciled, healed, restored as quickly as possible. There is no delay for a cut to be healed on the skin. It instantly begins to restore itself and close the wound and the blood stops. So be encouraged today that as you walk with the Lord, there is nothing to fear. You are brand new in God. You are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Your old man, your old self. Behold, all things are new, the Bible says. But we must renew our mind to the word of God so that we can find out what this truth is and decide, ah, this is me now. I didn't know this before. Let me understand what God says about me. And you can rejoice that you are completely brand new. You may look in the mirror and think that's the same me as it was before I was born again. But the person that is you is no longer desiring to do the things that you once did. So, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men. Why is that? It says, because all sinned. Well, why is that? That's because we all came from the lineage of Adam. So when we were born out of our mother's womb, if we go back many, many, many years to the very beginning... We all came from his lineage. And that's why we picked up everything that he had fallen into. Adam and Eve were fallen. We inherited what they had caused because we came from that lineage. Verse 13, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam. So it doesn't matter whether you ever ate of a fruit of the tree in the Garden of Eden like Adam and Eve, you were infected by the sin that was caused by Adam and Eve at the tree, even though you didn't actually go to that same tree yourself. Hopefully that makes sense. And also it says at the end of 14, Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come, and that is Jesus. You will find out that to be Jesus. Jesus was Some say the second Adam, but we actually say the last Adam because Jesus came to correct. He didn't just come to correct and fix what Adam and Eve had caused. He came 
to also allow God to live in us. Jesus lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Remember in Genesis chapter 1, it says that God wanted us to have dominion over the earth. Jesus has not only restored that when he defeated the devil after the cross, he went down into hell, defeated the devil. The cross itself defeated the devil. When Jesus said it is finished, everything was over. The war, the battle, the actual official war with the devil was over. Because remember, when Jesus was walking the earth, he was up against the devil who was not yet defeated. So now we have not only a better covenant, but we have a situation now where Jesus has restored the dominion that we lost at the Garden of Eden at Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 with Adam and Eve. But he's also allowed us to use the authority in his name as joint heirs with him. And the authority that he has according to what he says when he returned for a short period of time after he went to the cross, he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore into all the world, he told his disciples. Well, the difference there is that in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve were told, subdue the earth, the father said, subdue the earth, have dominion over the earth, rule over all the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air. He didn't mention heaven. But now Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So now we have the ability to decree and declare things in the heavens as well as the earth. Now, I'm not talking about the heaven that God resides in, where his throne is. I'm talking about the heavens that are above the earth, meaning all the skies above you. That's where the heavens are. Anything above the ground begins the heavens, all the way up to the heaven where the Lord is on his throne. We have authority, but we do not really need to use authority in the skies, although there is demonic activity going on there. We still have the ability to do that, but the work that we have cut out for us, as they say, the work that we need to focus on on this earth is to give people the good news of Jesus and also correct what we see on earth to match like what it would look like if it was in heaven. So that means if someone's in a wheelchair, that you wouldn't see a wheelchair in heaven, so you lay hands on that sick person so that they shall recover. Believe in the Lord, use your measure of faith, and know, for example, that in the Bible it says that by the stripes of Christ, by his scourging, Isaiah 53 verse 5, we are healed. First Peter 2.24, by whose stripes we were healed. It's already finished, it's already done, and so this is what we have to focus on. We have to bring heaven to earth. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus told his disciples to pray because God's will is not automatically done on the earth. We, as ambassadors for Christ, representing Christ, we need to go about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God is with us. Acts 10 verse 38. So be encouraged today. You are no longer like Adam. You are now becoming like Christ made alive in him and no longer dead, but being alive in Christ as a born-again believer. Have a blessed day. God bless you.